podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. Hey, it's Bill, and you're tuned in to Three Questions in a Song, episode number 69. See, you got 69 because the last episode backed out. <laughs> Fell right into it. Um, this is with me tonight is Jim from Wayward Brigade. What's up, Jim? How's it going, Bill? Not too bad. I didn't even think about that until it came up. It, it came out of my mouth. <laughs> As I'm sure you saw the reaction. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, so I, I, here we go. I'm going to ask a question that I didn't have prepared already. Um, here we go. So I was looking at your bio and it yeah. said that one of you was from, I think, California originally. Yeah. And I can't remember what the other state was, but you met in Maryland, which is another state. And, mm-hmm. and you've been in Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. how did all of this come together? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So Troy, um, our lead singer is from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, he moved up here to, um, Hagerstown, Maryland. Probably a few years ago, he actually does tattoos over in um, Arlington, Virginia, I believe it is, at a place called Rick's Tattoos. Dallas is our guitar player, and um, he moved from San Diego, which is where he was originally from. Uh, He joined the service and ended up over here in Hagerstown. Um, Let me pause you for one second. So this show is also on Ruduru Radio, which is in San Diego, California. So, <laughs> sorry, okay, keep cool. going. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, um, he's he moved from San Diego to Hagerstown, and then Michael's our drummer. He he is from Hagerstown, but he's played for a while um, in bands in and around town there. And myself, I've moved from uh, Western PA uh, over near Johnstown down to. Cumberland, Maryland here, or the Cumberland, Maryland area, um, probably about a year and a half ago now. And I was, I was looking for a band. I had asked before I moved, um, a friend of mine, I said, Hey, you know, can you check and see if anybody will, you know, if anybody's looking for a bass player? And he did put, um, the word out and it was literally probably six, seven months since that happened. And, uh, Troy hit me up and was like, hey, would you be interested in playing in a punk band? And that's exactly what I was looking for. So um, made the drive over there to Hagerstown um, and just kind of played a couple songs. And we're like, hey, is this what you're looking for? And we're like, yeah. So um, we've literally only been a band. I, I think our my first practice was January of this year. So we're 10, 11 months in at this point. Um, it's pretty cool. So I am going to jump to one of the, the three official questions that I mentioned. Um, so if you could share a stage with three of your influences, what, what bands would be standing up there on that stage with you and what venue would you want to play with or play with them at? Ooh. Ooh. Um, Okay, so I, I do listen to a lot of punk rock music. I do listen to a lot of different music. Um, they just put the Spotify raps out, and I realized I listened to at least three straight days of music every single week. So um, <laughs> that said, uh, 
three musical influences would definitely be um, Rancid, um, just because I'm a huge Matt Freeman fan. I think anybody who's a punk rock bass player would probably say that, but really just for everything that I've grown up with, like he is the man, like that's the best punk rock bass player, quite possibly the best bass player in the world. I know there's a lot of argument on that, but we're just going to keep it at that. I'm, I'm saying punk. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna... <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I'm also a huge dropkick Murphy's fan. Um, so the past couple summers where people were actually able to tour, I had a lot of fun and went and saw both of my favorite, <laughs> two of my top five bands, uh, play together. Um, so I would say, we'll say Matt Freeman or uh, we'll, we'll take Tim Armstrong because I do like the ska and reggae stuff. Um, from the Dropkick Murphys, Ken Casey. Who doesn't play bass now, but I did learn a lot of songs when I found out he wasn't playing bass for them, just because in the back of my head I was like, I might have an in here. I didn't. I didn't even. <laughs> um, and thirdly, then I would say um, there's a singer songwriter based out of uh, Australia by the name of John Butler. And probably seven or eight years ago, I came across a amazing concert, which is how this all ties in, um, over at Red Rocks. And if I could play with any of those three members that were at that Red Rocks show at Red Rocks with those other two bands or people, that, that would be a lifelong dream. <laughs> I, I keep telling people on, on all of my shows that Red Rocks is on my on my bucket list, I should probably tell my wife. <laughs> I don't think I've told her, Hey, we need to go to Red Rocks. Yeah, um, that's, that's what we do. Like we like to go to concerts and I, I know there's one we're going to, but it's not at Red Rocks. I, I, it's on my list. We're definitely going to Red Rocks probably within the next five years. I say five years. Cause that gives me a couple of couple years to, you know, to work it into the conversation. <laughs> So up on the screen there, uh, John Lee Machika, who is the owner of First Angel Media, yeah, yeah. says Dropkick Murphys and Flogging Molly at Stage AE, which is in Pittsburgh, is still our favorite show to this yeah. day. I was at that show. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah actually, um, the Kelp Punk band I played in, um, I bought tickets. I knew our guitar player had bought tickets, but our, our old drummer, our original drummer, was teaching over in... Oh man, it might have been Europe, but it might have been over in Korea. I can't remember which one. It was not in the United States, but I remember standing there um, out front of Stage AE and getting a phone call from our drummer, and he's like, "Hey, you're at the you're at the Murphy's Flogging Molly show." And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "You look really goofy over there, standing in the middle of the crosswalk," and I like had to kind of do one of those turnaround things and here they were across the street at the um, <laughs> was that Mexican restaurant over there? Is it Mexican or mm. I don't know. Tequila Cowboy is there. Yeah. 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 They were all over there. Unbeknownst to me, he had flown in that day and they were over eating at Tequila Cowboys before the show. So we all got to meet up that night and then we all went to the show together. 
Yeah. See, see that call, that comes full circle. Um, so I'm the vice president of first angel media Mm -hmm. and the first photo shoot that I ever did for a band was at tequila cowboy. Um, Jono who just made the comment was supposed to do, but she had food poisonings. So I went in her place. (laughs) Well, thank you, Jono for the food poisoning. Although I'm glad that you got over it. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was a, uh, country artist by the name of Frank Vieira. Um, and I'm not into country all that much, but they, they were so tight. Like I left there and I've been following them ever since. Great band. What were they called again? Frank Vieira. It's V I E I R A. Okay. All right. And they covered Skinner too, which kind of pulled me in. (laughs) Um, so, Let's let's move on to official question number two, and this is where we're going to veer off and end up all over the place. All right. <laughs> so I was checking out your Facebook page, and I saw a pretty cool venue called Hub City Vinyl. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, which looked like it's a record store with like a backdrop, perfect backdrop for for shows. It is, and actually, like I'm just going to kind of stand up and try to. Is that what? Oh yeah, that's what you're yeah. wearing. Hub City nice. Vinyl. Um, they are a new business business that is actually just opened up in uh, Hagerstown, and um, Troy actually asked them months ago. Uh, he had been stopping over there buying records and everything. Um, our act- our CDs that we do have out are actually available there. If you're in the Hagerstown area, please stop by. Nice. They have our CDs, but they have a bazillion and one records in that place too. It's amazing. And the people there that work there, the owners, met all those people. They're absolutely phenomenal people. Really nice. Anything we needed, anything we wanted when we played our CD release show there, it was taken care of. <laughs> okay, so here's here's where we're going to veer off into wherever this conversation goes now. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, you like that venue, obviously. I, I think um, it's awesome. What what are your favorite venues that you've played at based on the overall vibe and the food that they offer? Oh man. That um, food that food thing is the is is the hard part. <laughs> it it is. There was a place we played um out in Portage, Pennsylvania. I don't even know if it's open anymore. Um was it called? It, it wasn't the old keg. Yeah. Although that's an awesome name for. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, the, the old keg is still there in Portage, PA, but uh, we, we've never played. I've never played there. Can't remember the name of it. But they were supposed to have really good wings, and I'm like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, they had really good wings. The other place that I've played that's really cool. Um, as far as vibe and food, like the food, <laughs> we showed up, this was a Wayward Brigade show probably about three or four months ago. Um, and it's a brewery actually over in, uh, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Um, it's called Love Dress Brewing Company. Um, they're a sister company, they're a sister of the, uh, JB Love Drafts over in York, Pennsylvania. Um, 
but they opened the brewery, I think it was back in August of this past year. Um, and I asked them, I said, you know, how's it, how's it been? And they were like, oh, you know, it's been steady. And for a place like Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, for anybody who doesn't know, you drive maybe like a half hour north and you're in Harrisburg. You drive like a half hour to an hour south and you're in like Hagerstown, Maryland. But if you drive east or west, you're probably going to drive two or three hours through farmland before you get to an actual city. Um, but Love Drives Brewing, oh man. I can't say enough about the barbecue that they have there. If you were ever in Mechanicsburg, stop there at JB Love Drives. You can get yourself a good beer. IPA if you're into those types of things. or um, I don't think they have too many domestics. If any, um, but the beer is amazing. The food, I'm gonna say, is probably in the top three or four of places I've ever eaten. Um, plus, it was just really cool. Like you walk in, and there's like pinball games on the left hand side, and then. On the right hand side, you actually see like the bar, but it's like a almost like a cafeteria style place to eat. Um, you order, you can go sit down. <clears throat> the stage is right there in the back corner. Again, huge stage. We talked about it, you know, beforehand about the one stage in Toronto, but like it's a three foot, four foot stage. And I think probably four nights, at least four nights that I know of a week, they have a lot live original music there and it's it's really probably one of the coolest things i've seen in south central pennsylvania in a long time have you played at the craft house i have that's that's that was a cool show that we played out that way too um i didn't eat anything so i can't really put that in there but the coolest thing about that place was the uh, cigar room like i've never been treated to like, oh yeah, hey, if you want to, since you're in the band, go sit back and uh, relax for a little bit over there. It was kind of a nice swanky area where you had, you had the leather seats and the personal bar, which is kind of nice if you if you drink a lot. That could be a really bad thing or a really good thing. But, um, yeah, no, Craft House was pretty cool. Um, at that point, like I... I don't drink too much. Like I'll have a beer once in a while. Um, so I don't think I drank there, but so I couldn't speak on like the beverages, but, uh, when, wines and everything like that. That was really cool. We actually played with Richie Ramon that night. Oh, nice. The homicides. So yeah, that was, that was one of those like landmark gigs. Uh, we got to play with one of the Ramones and we got to play with a really cool Pittsburgh punk rock band. Very cool venue. Um, I went there again to photograph, um, a band called Seven Fatal Guns. Um, and the, the, the employees were phenomenal. They, the, um, had a, had a, the sound guy, um, walked me around, showed me the best places to take shots from, told me where I was allowed to go, um, gave me permission to go backstage and it, it was great. <laughs> I asked this question a lot. So this one, this one, it doesn't count. <laughs> All right. Um, and I was watching, are you familiar with the show, um, Clash of the, of the, um, cover bands? No. 
neither was I until today. And I've watched like six episodes of it now. So they, they do like the episode I watched right before this fits right in with the question. Um, so it was nineties cover bands and they brought in a Foo Fighters cover band and a Blink 182 cover band and they have them play and then they get judged by, um, Adam Lambert. Um, uh, what's her first name? Trainer. She did uh, the, I, Megan Trainer. All about, the, yeah, Megan Trainer. And then oh, I can't remember the other woman's first name. Her last name is Dean. She's a songwriter, but they, they judge them and then they send them off to, to tweak and, and learn from professional, um, like voice or voice coaches and, and, um, stage, um, like, I don't want to say dance teachers, but, <laughs> Yeah, stage presence, right? Choreographers, and then they come back and they and they have a battle where like they play a minute of a song and then the other band comes on and plays a minute and they go back and forth like six six times. But anyway, so one of the things that I've been trying to do now for a couple of years is to get Dave Grohl to come on one of my shows because he's everywhere, yeah. um, and I just keep getting ignored. But it happened right before we, I literally watched it right before we, I started talking to you. And the unofficial question of my podcast is who is your Dave Grohl? In other words, what, what artist would you want to go up on stage with and play one of their originals at one of their shows? You know, um, that's, See, I used the whole dropkick Murphys thing earlier, so I don't want to do that again <laughs> because, like, I, I you know, do have a lot of different uh, influences. So I would say, and I, do, I don't think it would ever happen, in all honesty, because I'm just that kind of person. And quick backstory. So I, I'll give you the answer here first. So mine would be Garrett Dunn, who goes by the uh, moniker G-Love, G-Love and the Special Sauce. Um, it was several years ago, probably a decade ago. Um, he was playing in his hometown of Philadelphia. So it's PA boy. Um, on Halloween, it was the last show of his tour. And, uh, me living in Western PA at the time, it's a four or five hour drive. I have family over in Philadelphia. So I was like, Hey, we should go to this. It's on Halloween. You know, it'd be a lot of fun. So the day before, they're like, hey, if you sign up for this thing, you know, you can you can win a meet and greet with G-Love. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This would be really cool. So I, I entered, and the girl I was dating at the time, I was like, hey, can you do me a favor? She said, what? I said, I need you to enter this contest. Like, if you win or if I win, we get to go and meet the guy. We won. We got to go meet the guy. Nice. I don't know. You know, I was all excited anyways. That morning, we started to leave and make the trek over to Philly. And we had a severe ice storm the entire way across PA. So our four-hour trip took us probably six or seven hours. Um, <laughs> and we get there with all that. You know, I was all excited. Go to the show. Get to meet him. And... Silence. Like, I, I couldn't say anything other than, hi, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate this. And I felt like probably the biggest fanboy that you could ever possibly be, which is why it'll never happen. Like, if I were to ever have that chance, I'd probably be like, 
and just freeze. But in the case that I won, you know, I, I would really, really like to play one song with Garrett Totten and his band. That'd be really cool. I'm going to do it and ask another one that's not on my list. Okay. <laughs> and it goes along with what you were just saying. Um, so working, um, in the public, which I did a lot. Um, I worked at, at Kennywood Park for a number of years. I met a lot of, of famous people. Um, who's the most famous person that you met and, and how did it go other than the story you just told us? <laughs> um, I met Al Gore once, um, the lead singer of the Murphys, uh, probably two, three years ago. Um, we went to one of the last bruise. We went to the second to last bruiser show, um, up in Boston, Massachusetts, which I've been up there like two or three times. That's a really nice city. If you haven't visited there, Bill, please definitely, you know, stop at Cheers and right across the street, you know, you can take the wife and the kids and they got like swan boats and everything out there. It's really cool. Oh, cool. Um, but no, I met Al Bar, um, after a, Bruiser show, which I followed the Bruisers, I followed the Murphys, and I like both bands. So it was really cool, and I have a friend that lives up there in Boston, and she knows that I'm the way I am, so it's kind of funny because, like, he's walking through after um, the show, you know, and thanking everybody, and he walks past me, and I just was like, oh, hey, you know, great show, and she's only about three or four feet down with my fiance, and <laughs> They both are like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. You need to go, ow, ow. And the lady I know from Boston, you know, she's been to many, many bruisers and Murphy shows, knows those guys pretty well. And he's like, what, what, what? And she goes, you got to go back that way. And she said, you got to go talk to Jimmy. And he's like, Jimmy who, you know? And she's like, oh, Jimmy from, he, they came all the way from Pittsburgh and his eyes got all big and he came over. And again, it was kind of one of those things where I failed. I was just like, Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate your show. I really enjoy what you do. You know, have a good night. You know, congratulations on a great career. The Bruisers, which I'm still holding out hope there's going to be another go around that yet. If I can throw it out there, I'd like to see that one more time. Just one more Bruiser show. So people who have listened to my show know that my answer to that is I met Gene Simmons. Um, but uh, I've also met Mario Lemieux, who's pretty famous yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Yager and Francis. And I know this is kind of anti-punk, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Okay. If one of your songs could end up being licensed to a company and used for commercial purposes, which song would you want it to be? And, uh, what, what type of product is it going to fit? Um, I'll tell you what, cause it, 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 it fits my life and probably a lot of other people's life. Um, you pick any household product, any everyday product that you would use. Um, and you put our song casualty of society on and you just listen to the lyrics because I, I think there are a lot of men in relationships and maybe even women too, um, that, that can relate to the words in that song and just being frustrated with the everyday, how do I want to say it? Everyday challenges that, that, that's the easiest way to say it. Everyday challenges that we all go through and 
drive us crazy. Like that that song epitomizes that, and I can see it in like I don't know a laundry detergent commercial if you actually needed. (laughs) You know, if we were making this commercial, yeah, sure, go ahead and use it for you know your dawn dish detergent because. You know, it, it talks about how, you know, I don't want to get up. I don't want to do the dishes. And while I'm doing the dishes, she's going to tell me I have to go up and, you know, fix the leaky sink or faucet and whatever. That's, that's that song. We, we've all been, we've all been through it. We've all experienced it. That's, <laughs> congratulations. We're all there. <laughs> all right. So now that we're on, on topic of your songs, um, so this is called Three Questions in a Song, and we're featuring your song Kids Through the Cracks, um, which is the title off of your newest EP, right? Yes, yes, it is. Um, this is your MTV moment where you can do a storytellers on that song and, and tell us either what the song's about or something that happened while you were recording it, or maybe you were playing on stage and something embarrassing happened. Give us a story. This song was written in probably like two days. And when I say two days, I mean probably like, uh, hey, I have an idea for a song. Here, listen to it. We get to practice. We make this song, and we're all kind of like, yeah, this is cool. We play it a couple times out. And uh, when we go to record it, but the day before we go to record it, we met up to practice. And uh, I told our drummer, because we had had timing issues between between what I wanted to play and what he was hearing. And I said, look, I'm just going to play it so that you can play it right. And then whenever we get into the recording, I will play it the way I want to play it. So whenever we played this song, the day before even, I'm just playing real laid back. And then when we finally recorded it, I was able to play it the way I wanted to. I was like, That's what you're playing? So like for anybody that might be listening that, as a musician, yeah, sometimes you may not hear everything exactly the same way. It came out really cool. And, and, and the way that Troy um, says everything that he says lyrically in that song, um, I think all four of us probably stand behind pretty, pretty solidly and be like, in one way or another, um, all four of us have probably experienced that type of thing where we have been the kids through the cracks. Um, you know, what, what we've experienced, and I'm sure anybody who listens to music, they have that like emotional attachment with their favorite bands. That's what, that's what that song really is for at least me. I, I can't speak for the rest of the guys, but you know, you want to know why I am the way I am? It's because of the experiences I had. And I, I, that's what I really think this song is about. I think it's a really catchy song. Um, I think a lot of your listeners will enjoy it. And um, you, you mentioned in, in your bio that it's pretty much raw punk. And I would agree with that. There's, it's definitely when you hear it, you're not, you're not going to hear that happy pop punk stuff or, or any metal or it, it's, it's punk and, and it's really cool. Um, <laughs> So we're we're going to take a moment. We're going to take a moment and we're going to go ahead and listen to Kids Through the Cracks. Awesome. And um and we'll be right back for a few more questions for Jim.
Okay, so that was Kids Through the Cracks by Wayward Brigade. With me right now is Jim Birkin. My third official question that I have for you, and don't worry, we have more, <laughs> is what is your ultimate goal as a punk act? Like, where do you see this ending or hitting its crescendo? Um, on a on a band level, I think um, in our area, and and maybe this is just everywhere. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, we want to we want to play what what we grew up listening to, the things that we really really enjoy. Um, I've been in band. I've been in a bunch of different bands. Uh, other guys have been the same, but we've noticed that like there's not too many like hey we're just a just a straight punk rock and roll band and we play up tempo angry you know angsty music that honestly is more like a uh, more like therapy for me um we hadn't practiced in probably like three or four weeks um just because of the holidays and you know people having other obligations and finally, I, I this was like last week. I was like, "Are, are we practicing this week?" And, yeah, yeah, we're gonna practice. Oh, thank God! Like <laughs> for for us, this is our release. Like this is us. Whether it's being frustrated with work, whatever the heck may be going on out in social media land or in real life, uh, just this is our way to release. This is our way to feel a lot better <laughs> about everything else that's going on right now. And that's that's really what we as a band look for. Um, just getting it out there, really. The cover art, and I'm going to take us off the screen for a moment, uh-huh. so we won't, we won't be able to hear each other. Whose hair is that? <laughs> <laughs> that is actually Micah. Um, that is Troy's son. We had originally had a different picture for our EP, but we thought it'd be wiser because it was kind of like a more popular underground uh, picture that we had chosen. And whenever Troy brought this in, everybody kind of looked at each other and like, that's, that's cool. Like, Micah comes to practices every now and again, and he's, he's being taught by our guitar player how to play guitar um he's actually pretty darn good he showed up last week with a bass and i asked him if he was going to take my job he didn't say anything so i'm kind of worried but um <laughs> you know <laughs> uh that's that's really kind of like an extension of who we are you know you got the kids who are just i i got nephews and nieces that that's what they want to do. They want to play music. I see, you know, Micah coming with Troy and we even have, um, the guitar player's daughter. So we practice at the guitar player's house. Um, his daughter comes up and she'll listen. It's, it, it's something that I've always really appreciated. Just having that kind of community, um, with your bandmates. And whenever I saw that personally, I was like, dude, that's thousand percent. I'm, I'm awesome with that. That looks awesome. It's still part of our message, and I think it'll catch a lot of people's eye. I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's so much here. 
there, there you go. You I can, can grow it. It's just on the wrong the end. Reverse, right? <laughs> Man, I, I find myself asking the same questions a lot, but it's always different guests. So the answers are always different. There you go. So you're walking down the street. You walk past the DeLorean. It's sitting there with its, with its doors open. It has a flux capacitor in it. You can go back in time. Without anybody knowing, because you can come back to the exact same time, right? There you go. Just don't encounter yourself or break the space-time continuum. But anyway, if you could go back for a year and follow any band around and just hang out with them, who are you going to go hang out with? I'm going to go. I'm going to go hang out with the guys in Operation Ivy. Um, there there was a call for them to reunite at Riot Fest this year by uh, Laura Jane Grace, and I was really hoping, even though I knew with all my heart that it would never happen, um, but I think those guys kind of had a, had something, made something that, like, started a, a movement, and it wasn't just, like, your ska kids, and it wasn't just your reggae kids, and it wasn't just your punk kids, or your hardcore kids, like, everybody kind of related to that back at that point when they were around. And you still hear about them today. Like, you ask a ska band or a lot of the punk bands, you know, hey, Operation Ivy. They're like, yeah, that, that's one of our major influences. I, I, if I could go around and just see what they did and see how they did it. Because, I mean, I've heard stories of, you know, bands back in the 80s, 90s where, you know, you actually had to go out and hand flyers out. And you were, you know, you would roll up with a trunk full of cassettes or CDs and you would stand or, or I would be that kid walking into Warp Tour, you know, with five people trying to hand me CDs while I was on my way in or on my way out. Um, just to experience that kind of thing. I think that'd be pretty cool <laughs> to say the least. I, so before I forget, I, I gave you a little bit of a homework assignment. And I had you check out another artist. Um, and uh, as I'm going to mess up his last name, it's Jesse Stone Creechum, I think. Creechum, Creechum, yeah, yeah. Some, um, do you have a question for him when he comes on next episode? You know, I was watching, um, the one interview he did and, um, cause I had, a, I had a question already ready just listening to his music, which by the way, everybody should go check that guy out because he does some really, really cool things with a lot of different influences. Like he calls himself country folk rock and roll or somebody has coined him as that. And you can hear just about every single word of that in the music that he does. It's it's really amazing. And I was going to ask a, a question about that, but after watching uh, the interview that I saw, I'm curious as to his family influences as far as music and the entertainment industry like what kind of because it for those who haven't heard of jesse um i highly recommend checking him out but definitely um look forward to an answer from him about how his family influenced his music career and when you listen to what he plays you'll understand what I say when I say this like he takes 
a lot of different influences and throws them all together. And it sounds really unique in the way that he does it. Like it straight up sounds like this is the one dude that's doing it, but there's so much stuff in there. I, I, I come from a musical family. I want, I want to know what kind of influence that has had on his, on his solo music, which I'm, I'm going to be listening to that next episode because I'm really <laughs> curious now after checking them out. See, now I'm trying to figure out how I can shorten that when I ask it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, it's cool because I will, you know, I edit you in to mm. the, to the actual episode yeah, that, asking the question. That so, gives you a, a little so, bit. So I will, I'll just edit you out and send it to him and say, this is what he's going to ask you. I'm just going to say, Hey, answer his question now. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up next for, for wayward brigade? What do you guys have lined up? Well, for the next couple months, I don't, I don't think you're going to see too much coming out of us. Um, yeah, we did just release an EP, but realizing it's holiday season, it's going to start snowing. I travel back and forth at least an hour to practice to begin with. I think right now what we're going to focus on is um, strengthening our show, writing a few more songs. That way comes spring. Um, we do have a show planned, I think, end of April in York, Pennsylvania. But other than that, we don't have anything else going on at the moment. Um, I think we kind of want to reload, get a few more songs because... I know the guys really want to play or make an album. We'll see what happens there, but I think we want to have a few more new songs ready uh, and just make sure that whenever we do get out there, be it February, March, April, May, um, when you come to see our band, you're going to have a good time and uh, we're going to put on a good show for you. So, I know there's a really long distro kid address. Um, and then there's the Facebook address that is right below us right here in the video. It's facebook.com slash wayward brigade. And, um, there are some other links that will be available in my show notes. But if you were going to pick one specific place to tell the listeners to come check you guys out, where would you tell them to go? I would say check out our Instagram uh, profile. Uh, it's, Obviously, Instagram.com slash Wayward Brigade. Um, Troy tends to run, Troy runs most of that and he does put everything out primarily through that. That's, that's our biggest opportunity right now. At least the most, what we have the most interaction with. And, uh, plus we just kind of like taking pictures and videos and stuff. And, oh, that's, I, I think we're going to start rolling into other things here shortly, but right now we're trying to keep it real centralized. Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, that way we kind of get everything, I don't want to say it, melded together. And then once once we start gaining the traction that we want to see, we'll, we'll expand from there. We kind of covered what, what's going on and where to find you. Um, let me throw one more oddball question at you, and then I'll, I'll let you... Well, by I let you go. I mean, we're going to stop going live, and then I have a couple other stories for you if you, or if if you have a moment. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we 
we've only been talking for an hour and a half. <laughs> um, all right, last question for you. This is a question I call the Diesel Beast question. Um, this, they're the first band I ever asked it of. They are from Denton, Texas. And the question was, if you could play with any musician in the history of the world at any location. Now, keep in mind, like, Kiss played in the ocean to sharks and Metallica played in Antarctica. I literally mean any location. Who would you want to play with and where? You know what? I, I'll keep it real nice and classic here. Um, I want to. I, I want to play with Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison because I, I just think that'd be the coolest thing ever. And most people wouldn't think like Johnny Cash is punk, but it kind of has some underlying punk oh, tones. Man. I'll tell you what, that man. He, he he really did stand for everything that he believes in, and he didn't he didn't frankly care what anybody else thought. And uh, there's nothing more punk than that to me. Like, <laughs> you you don't get any more punk than Johnny Cash. I think that's a great. I I, I, he stands the test of time. I mean. Whenever you can send a song to Trent Reznor that Trent Reznor sang, and Trent's like, "Yeah, dude, you're good. You do whatever you want to do with that song." I I actually like Johnny's version better. I me too. And and I liked I liked it hurt by by tool. Oh yeah, yeah, clear. I liked it, and then I heard Johnny do, it and I was like, "Wow!" Like, I'm with you on that. I mean, it was a great song to begin with, but. When Johnny did it, it was it became an amazing song. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But, all right, so here's what we're gonna do: we are going to uh, go off into the distance for the evening. Um, with me tonight was um, <clears throat> Jim from Wayward Brigade. Um, you check them out. You said Instagram, right? Yeah, ins- Instagram.com Wayward Brigade. And uh, if you go to the show notes, you will find links to a lot of the social media, including that Distro Kid link that'll take you to their EP. Um, so you can get a purchase a copy of that for them. Um, with that said, this has been episode number 69 of Three Questions and a Song. Um, you can check us out at buildthescene.com on the 1st and 15th of each month. You can also find us weekly doing the Pennsylvania Rock Show released on Fridays. And once a month, you can find us live. Um, John and Lee Michika, who was here at the beginning of the, of this show, and I go live on, um, xrpradio.co.uk and we battle it out with the owners of that station where we play some music from our playlist. They play music from their playlist. And then the people in the chat decide which songs they liked better. Um, so far we've been losing, but I think it's because everybody in the chat is from Europe. So if you're listening to this, you need to find us when we're live and come help us out. <laughs> and uh, with that said, um, I'm going to let you hear from John American Hill, Jack Lane. If you're tuned into one of the stations playing this show, make sure you stay there and support all the unsigned music that they're playing. And we will catch you on the 15th. This episode of Three Questions of a Song has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more on-site music from around the globe. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.